Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. On the block, Austin Norman and Eric Strickland with you here for another half an hour or so. Strick, I want to go to the text line here. I got a really interesting text from uh, 5816 who says, uh, similar to the last time Nebraska basketball made the NCAA tournament, you return some of your top guys, including Taran Petaway, Siobhan Shields, and Walter Pitchford, your three leading scorers, preseason top 25 team that didn't even make the NIT. That team that went 19 and 13 made the NCAA tournament in the 2014 season, turned around and ended up going 13 and 18, only 5 and 13 in the Big Ten. I get it, no one from those teams are on this team, but that's an example, Strick, of the last time Nebraska was in this position, just how little was actually guaranteed to that team. That's it. I mean, that's that's exactly how it is. You you can never take for granted time. You can never take for granted opportunity. The opportunity is now, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever the opportunity that sits in front of you, it's nothing to be wasted or waited upon. It's to basically take it by the hand. Like, like I I use the analogy of uh, whenever I speak to young men and women or go and speak at camps or whatever the case may be in. And I talk about my NBA career. There's some things that they don't know. One, they, they don't understand and know that I wasn't drafted. So it wasn't gifted unto me, given unto me. Uh, Second round wasn't even in my you know, uh, career. Mm-hmm. So when, when, when I talk about it, I talk about being in a position, being in a place, and it's like having a crack in a door. You know what I mean? So, so you're in one place, you're either on the outside, you're either in a room, but there's a crack in a door. So you can only peek into the next room. You don't know what's behind the door. You don't know you know, if it's if it's barricaded, you don't know what's in the room. You don't know if it's furnished. There's a lot of unknowns about just being able to peek. All you can just see is just a little bit what's inside the door. And with that, that's what opportunity's like. It's like just having that crack. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to allow the door to shut? Are you going to allow somebody to push it closed? Or are you going to kick that thing in so that it gives you access to everything that's on the inside of it? That's what it was like for me. It was like, I'm sitting there with this opportunity. It's a cracked door. What am I going to do with that opportunity, that moment, that time? Am I going to turn and walk away? Am I going to just give up? But I I kicked the door in and -hmm. was able to walk into the next room, which was obviously for me, the NBA. And that's what I'm talking about now with these guys. It's sitting, as we said to the, the texter that just came in, it's right there in front of you. Mm -hmm. It was the same thing for the football team. It's right there in front of you. Um, baseball could say the same thing mm-hmm. where they went to the Big Ten Championship, going to their World Series, have a lot of what they had coming back, pitching and some veteran leadership, had a lot of that coming back, and then, ew, you know what I mean, fall off the wagon. So it's never promised, it's never gifted, and you gotta you got to do what you need to do with it right there in that moment. Well, Ron Husker Baseball did come out not too long ago that starting third baseman Josh Overbeek will be out for a few weeks. He has a broken 
uh, finger of some sort and didn't know, don't know which finger it is, but starting third baseman for the Huskers, Josh Overbeek out with injuries, played through it this weekend, decided to have surgery on it. So he'll be out for at least three weeks. They'll reevaluate after that. But back on the college basketball front here, Strick, we saw the NCAA tournament selection committee unveil its current top 16 seeds. We'll go through them in batches of four here real quick, starting with the one seeds in the Midwest, Purdue as the overall number one seed. The number two one seed is UConn. In the East, you have Houston in the South and Arizona in the West. Is Purdue good enough, Strick, to earn that number one overall seed? They're going to be tested a couple of more times, so it's very possible that they may fall possibly as low as four, if not five, depending on how how much how many hiccups that they have. You mm. know, those hiccups are always frustrating. Mm-hmm. They, they sure are. <laughs> <laughs> UConn sitting at that, that second one seat is interesting to me. They're last year's national champion, and it's been a long time since we've had a repeat champion. It's been what, 15, 20 years, I think, since college basketball has seen a team go back-to-back. Strick, UConn lost Tristan Newton. It lost Adama Sanogo. But teams that are playing UConn say that this year's team is somehow better than last year's team, which is kind of scary to think about because we didn't talk a lot about UConn, but they were kind of there waiting in the weeds, just waiting for their moment. They make their run with a pretty nice path to to the national championship game, but their record is better at this point. Klingon seems back and healthy. Um, If UConn is better this year than they were last year, they are a legitimate threat to have a, you know, to become a repeat champion in college basketball. Do I think it happens? No, but Strick, I don't think we're talking enough about how good UConn is right now. Yeah. UConn is, uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're very good, man. Um, they're, they're, they're very good. I mean, like I said, they look like men among boys. Mm-hmm. I think, I think where right now, uh, Purdue is getting a lot of, of deference is because, of who they went through. Right. right? Maui. Gonzaga, mm-hmm. 11th in the country. Tennessee, 7th in the country. Right there, there's two top 10 teams in Marquette at, mm-hmm. at four. Um, then, not only that, they also beat Arizona. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. also beat Arizona. They beat Alabama. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, just that whole gauntlet right there alone mm-hmm. beat Illinois a- as a top 10 team. And then they also beat when Wisconsin was a top 10 team. So mm-hmm. so you're looking at just their resume alone. Now, who they got left, big loss. They get to come home and redeem themselves. Bad Michigan team, tough Michigan State. But guess where they get them? At home. And they mm-hmm. don't have literally the size, I think. They're just going to have to scrap and hope that their guard play overwhelms. But then they got Illinois and then a hungry Wisconsin. So they got a tough gauntlet. This is why I'm saying it's not given mm-hmm. that they're going to be a number one overall seed. They've got their last three games alone are going to be, you know, tough to run through. But mm-hmm. showing their resume, they've done that. They, mm-hmm. They've been through it. They've done it. The issue is consistency, and this is right. where I think UConn is different in that they've consistently, from night in, night out, in one of the toughest conferences, got the job done. That's for sure. The third number one seed— Well, their test is going to come also with this next one, with Creighton. 
Yes. That's going to be their, their next their next test. It's going to be a tough one for them. Yep, tonight we'll in Omaha. Business. We'll see if yeah. uh, number one goes down. The third number one seed strick is Houston. I'm going to get on my Houston soapbox for a sec here. Houston came into the Big 12 right from the American, where they had a good run, but they made the jump up to the Big 12. Didn't go so well in football. Is going pretty darn well in basketball. Houston right now is leading the Big 12. Kelvin Sampson has built a machine down there. Jamal Shedd is legit. LJ Cryer is doing his thing. They're like, like they defend like Virginia did in its heyday under Tony Bennett, but they actually have dudes that can break you down and score, right? They're, they're not as yeah. prone to those big scoring lapses. Number one in the net, number one at Ken Palm, uh, number three overall. Houston, Strick is a team I've been on the last few years. I thought they were going to make deeper runs than they did. I thought Houston should have been a Final Four team last year. I think they got tripped up by Miami is who it was. But Houston is absolutely legit. And we had a question on the text line about the fourth number one seed, Arizona. Uh, 3994 says they're going to be the first one seed to be eliminated. Arizona is a great regular season team right now. They absolutely are. Their, Their resume is better than Carolina's, who's the top two seed. Um, they have better wins. Their losses, really only one I would consider bad loss, a weird one at Stanford. Otherwise, it's to one point in double overtime against Florida Atlantic, who's still, you know, in the conversation. It was, um, they lost to Purdue, like you mentioned. Um, they lost at Washington State, who's a bubble team probably playing its way in. But Arizona is starting to run into the same questions that Purdue is. You rack mm-hmm. up wins in the regular season. You're clearly talented but you're always missing something in March. Last year, they lost to Princeton, and it didn't look pretty. So yeah, Arizona absolutely deserves a number one seed right now, but Strick, I think they're kind of having the same questions asked about them as Purdue is. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Um, Real quick, going back to Houston, Houston's got a a tough stretch. Yes, they were able to get through Iowa State, you know, tough win, eight-point win there, but they've got to go to Baylor. They've got to go to a, a Baylor team that's kind of hovering just outside the top 10. Um, then they'll get USC. I mean, I'm sorry, Cincinnati at home. But then they got to go on the road and face Oklahoma, which can be a challenge to go into Norman and get a win. And then they finish it off with what's going to tell you everything, and that's against Kansas. Yep. So I, I think when you're looking at that situation, it could be a potential flip-flop where mm-hmm. if Arizona continues to hold firm, they'll probably move up into the three. If Houston falters in any way in Baylor or Kansas and mm-hmm. Kansas, uh, they're going to drop and they'll probably switch places with Kansas. That would make sense to me. Yeah. Um, the two seeds right now are Carolina, Tennessee, Marquette, and Kansas. I've been slightly disappointed by Marquette and Strick on the low. Kansas has five losses, plenty of opportunities left on the schedule but this hasn't been a vintage dominant, you know, Kansas season. They've won at home. They've struggled on the road. We see that. Tennessee, I think, is a team to keep an eye on. You get down to the three seeds. You have Alabama, Baylor, Iowa State, both as threes. And this is where I'm going to get on another soapbox for a second. Duke is the last three seed, according to the committee. And Stricky, I ain't buying. I don't see that. Which maybe mm. I'm too close to the situation Maybe, you know, I'm just down on this Duke team compared to other ones. But when I saw the committee put Duke at a three seed, I was shocked. Auburn probably 
you know, has a better resume, is probably more deserving than Duke at this point. Um, Illinois and Duke are probably comparable. San Diego State, I think, is getting a little bit of a bump from last season. And Wisconsin would have been, you know, probably a two, if not a three, before their recent losing streak. So I think Duke's the benefactor of that. But, Strick, if you tell me that that right now, as of this weekend, Duke is a three seed. They lost to Arizona by five. They went on the road and lost to Arkansas. Um, They've lost a couple other games when some starters were out. I'm not buying three seed, but if the committee is telling me that Duke is a three seed and they have a chance to to beat Wake Forest on the road for a quad one win, they have a chance to beat Carolina and get revenge. I think Duke is in a similar position to Nebraska, where if they rattle off all five in a row and, and Kansas loses another road game, Marquette keeps not showing up in some big games, there's an outside shot for Duke as a two seed. That's where I start going, ooh, because I don't think this Duke team has the resume. It just doesn't feel like it should be a top three seed. As a fan, I'd be thrilled, but I'm getting ready to put my tinfoil hat on if this keeps happening. I'm actually surprised that you you actually uh, took that stance. But uh, just one thing that I noticed is just that the Big Ten is going to have to step it up. Big time. Um, and, and it's their fault. It's the Big Ten's fault. They get into the tournament and they falter and fall flat on their face. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that usually the bottom tier Big Ten teams have done better than the top tier Big Ten teams in yeah. the tournament. And that's what's crazy to mm-hmm. me. But uh, you know, that's how that's how it's been as of late. And so they're not getting they're not getting the favorability. And this is why I tell I say to Nebraska, I say, listen, go get it. Because right now, um, you don't want to fall like that old Nebraska team. What was it, two fifteen? Yeah, where, where, mm-hmm. where they they had a, a really good top four record and don't get in. You don't want to mm-hmm. be that. You don't want to be that. Just just take care of what you can take care of. It's right in front of you. But we don't know how far Wisconsin's going to fall down the totem pole. Illinois to me is capable of being B. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're capable. So mm-hmm. you're seeing strength in the Big 12 and the SEC. And shout out to Alabama, Latrell Wrightsell Jr. Yeah. Um, he, he showed up as having as one of the top transfers mm-hmm. um, as far as uh, true true um, true percentage in, in shooting. And, mm-hmm. and shout out to him and, and what they're doing at Alabama. Because I can tell you this, no one thought that Alabama would be in the top two at the SEC. No. At the end of the day. Especially the way that they started. Yeah. One and five against top top 20 opponents, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, boom, just started clicking at the right time. They sure did. Um, going back to our conversation last segment, another transfer to root against is a homegrown kid, Hunter Salas and Wake Forest, on the bubble with Nebraska right now. Root against the Demon Deacons if you're a Nebraska guy. Here's the thing. Hunter's going to get drafted this year. He's declaring he's going to get himself a nice payday. Ah, he's going to do it, Stricky. He's going to capitalize ah, on the hype, whether he should or not. Right, but I think you may be surprised. Like where 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 Hunter's strength is one he's he's a great three and D addition. I think you're probably looking at Hunter in the second round. I don't I don't envision him unless he goes and he tests super well and and just has a killer breakout moment. I, I don't see Hunter at this point being a lottery pick could no. fall late, um, but I could see him definitely going in the second round. But the second round these days is a great place for you to be. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, uh, Trey fell into this. I mean, uh, I mean, Bryce, Bryce fell yeah. into the second round. Guys that you think he reminds me a lot of Bryce, you know, mm. with with his ability, except he plays a lot better defense. <laughs> so 
It's really going to depend on the need. You probably think he will declare. I personally don't think he should. I, I, you know, I don't know if his 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 mom and, and, and family are listening. I think he should just go ahead and stay one more year, mm-hmm. complete dominate, completely dominate the S. I mean, the uh, ACC, and then I think he could probably creep into that that lottery discussion. But I, I don't think this year is the year he's 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 ready for that one. But I could be wrong. No, I agree with you. That's where I said I think he's I think he's declaring. I think he's going to try to capitalize on the hype. But I'm with you. Stay another year. Make yeah. all ACC first team. Try to be player of the year. A couple things from the text line here. John in Cortland says, you cannot cheer against a team with a kid from Nebraska on it. Shame. Hey, guess what? I cheer against Wisconsin all the time. Sorry, Chucky. No. <laughs> They're in conflict, right? I will always root for Nebraska basketball over a kid from Nebraska, right? I think that's just the, the fairest way to say it. And then here's this trick from the Virginia Pirates. It says, explain to me how Wisconsin got the four seed initially whereas Nebraska is somewhere between a 9 and 11. It makes no sense comparing schedules. Here's the thing. People were high on Wisconsin coming into the year. They were decently highly ranked. Um, they, they had a good run in the NIT last year, so they got a little bit of that bump. Wisconsin has been better than Nebraska, right? Not recently. They're on a bit of a backslide, but Wisconsin um, lost to Tennessee, lost to Providence early, right? That's a, a, number, a two seed and then probably a bubble team as well. Um, you lose those games, but then after that, you dominate Virginia, who was ranked in the top 25 at the time and is a bubble team now. You beat them by 25. You beat a, a probable tournament team in SMU by eight points, so you win your, your multi-team event there um, right about Thanksgiving week, so that's a couple feathers in the cap. You get Marquette to come to the Cole Center, and you beat them, right? That was uh, just off of... Marquette losing to Purdue, but people are still high on them because of how that game went. So you beat Marquette by double digits, 75-64. You take control early first half, and you roll from there. You beat Michigan State on the road, again, when they were down, but the metrics still loves them. So you go to East Lansing, beat Michigan State. That's always tough. Loss against Arizona, but you went on the road, so you get rewarded for, for having some gumption for doing that. You beat Nebraska. Um, you, you sweep Michigan state, you get them a second time, you know, just a few weeks ago, um, hang tight against Purdue, um, at the Cole center again. And yes, Wisconsin's on a skid right now, but what Wisconsin did, um, last season kind of propelled them higher than I thought they should have been in strict. They did rattle off, you know, two, three, four weeks in a row there where Wisconsin looked like a top-five team in the country. I don't think they were ever that good, but they looked like it for a while, and I think they deserve a four for now. Yeah, they had a good stretch, and they have a chance to uh, codify But I think when you look at uh, their schedule, they have one of the toughest ones coming down. The they street. do. So, so it could work to their benefit, but it could also work to their detriment. And this, mm-hmm. is, where, this is where the trouble of uh, scheduling and, and those situations can work against you because – you know, Michigan, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Wisconsin still has to, uh, uh, they still have Illinois and Purdue on their schedule. Ooh. So it could, it could propel them up to a three seed potentially mm-hmm. if they run the gamut, but uh, because they could get a pretty good quad two minimum road, road uh, victory uh, mm-hmm. in Indiana. And, uh, but the two against Illinois and Purdue could propel them. They absolutely could. It's been a fun show. We got one segment to go. We saved that for the crossover with Old School. Jay Foreman in the building. We'll wrap it up with him next. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.